I love that the focus is going to be on small businesses because, you know, yeah. you're a small business. That's my jam, man. I know. Yeah. Perth's got the best, like, small business community, though. It's yeah. so good. Everyone's so collaborative. Everyone knows everyone. That's why they all have to be nice <laughs> to each other because everybody knows everybody. So good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Today we're in the green room with Monica Bajinski, Marketing Manager at the Small Business Lounge. The Small Business Lounge is designed to take you out of your busy environment so you as a business owner can sit back, relax and focus on the bigger picture. We're lucky enough to have Monica with us today to talk all things marketing and events and how that can fit into your business's overall strategy. Welcome to the green room, Monica. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. In the hot seat. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, did a bit of an intro for you, but Monica, tell us about yourself and the Small Business Lounge. Yeah, gladly. Uh, So the Small Business Lounge is a small business designed to help other small businesses in Perth. So we're located in Mount Hawthorne and we kind of hit all angles from education. So if you're a sole trader, we teach a lot of workshops um, to help small businesses upskill themselves. But we also offer services. So we offer bookkeeping, event management, uh, networking. We do automation, um, so setting up systems and processes, and then on the other side as well, digital marketing, social media management, um, basically everything you need in one spot to help you run your business to the best of its ability. Wow. What don't you do? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, but I'm a, I'm a client, so I, yeah. I, I, I can rave all about it. I we bet. don't do tax. Oh, that, okay. Or good, accounting. Good to, no, to clarify. No. <laughs> you do bookkeeping and you're well, really good at it. You do our bookkeeping and I love it. Oh, good. <laughs> you love bookkeeping or you love what they do? I hate bookkeeping. <laughs> I love that I can outsource it to these professionals and that Caroline's my bookkeeper and she's just, oh, they're she's on just, it. She's like a magic wand, little Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah, I say, Caroline, this, 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 and this, and I don't understand. She's like, don't worry, done it. <laughs> Math is hard, help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is zero? Oh, don't, don't, don't even talk about that right now. <laughs> what does a day in the life of Monica look like? Your, your typical day? Oh, all over the place. Um, it's a typical day. I guess I get up, go to F45 every morning. <laughs> and then... What um, time? Seven. Okay. I'm really lucky. Our offices don't open until nine. That's so perfectly acceptable. That's yeah. a really acceptable time, <laughs> yeah, seven o'clock. Seven I like o'clock. it. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not back in those rumble days. <laughs> the 5 a.m. runs around the lake. No. Um, oh. So it's really, really different. Um, so primarily my job is marketing. Um, But with that, marketing and events, they run really closely, uh, especially in our business. And I have a few clients I do event management for. Um, But primarily a day in the life would be, well, hard to describe. Every day is so different. So um, right now we've got a really exciting time where we've got a lot of new clients coming on board. So right now we're having a lot of meetings, a lot of onboarding, a lot of strategy. So figuring out what the best um, spend of their marketing budget is going to be to get their desired results. So a few new clients, brand new brands coming on where, you know, they need help with their branding, strategy. Um, Everyone's really big on social media right now. Small businesses often don't have the time to produce content. That's very, very time consuming. So, so. Is that your ultimate to get them to produce the content and manage it themselves? Because it is such a 
a time-consuming thing um, with social media, as you say? Not always. I think if you don't have the time and you've got the budget, just give it to us. I did a content calendar for a month's content the other day and I was actually shocked. It took me two hours to produce wow. all of the content for a client, a post every single day um, for an entire month. And I started, like, I was really in the zone. I was going at it, but we've had this relationship with this client for six months now, so I know the business in and out. Uh, every single month, I'll send out a survey. They've got about 15 employees. So I send out a survey. Um, this client's an accountant, so I say, okay, what are the hot tips in accounting right now? What is the biggest mistake you see your clients making? So kind of I work with them to help feed me through some some basis to kind of start writing about, um, which makes my job a lot easier, and I can produce it pretty quick. And I know exactly what's going to work because every single month I go back and I analyze what worked last month, what didn't work, optimize it. And then that's going on in the back end. They don't even have to worry about posting. That's great. Um, and, and so are you taking photos for them as well? or are yeah, they so photography. We've got a videographer next month coming in. Um, we're going to do a big video and then put some paid advertising behind that. Um, but it really depends month to month what the business objectives are. So yeah, yeah a lot of marketing, a lot of strategy now. So I love that exciting. staff survey side because I've worked on the agency side and it's so hard sometimes to get content because small businesses in particular don't know what makes good content yeah so you have to pick their brain like every day you have to say okay what what are these tips what are that you know who's having a birthday in the office all yeah. those sort of things but oh but it's it's streamlined it. a great idea yeah, it's so easy. And I love the responses because it's like, I'll put in, you know, give me your favorite picture of yourself. And then the client puts in their photo and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like them with like a wine or like just a selfie. And I'm like, that's a really blurry Perfect. photo, but <laughs> adorable. But it adorable. Yeah. yeah. And what about socializing? Do you do the socializing from their account with other businesses and their yeah. their target market? Definitely engagement. Um, so we're really lucky. We've got a few interns, so they get to oversee and help us. So a lot of our interns are on engagement so um, particularly it depends really on the client and whether they're trying to break into a new market or brand awareness I find once the account's a little bit established you can kind of start pulling back on that but when it's a brand new account that we're taking over and really trying to get out there and get noticed um, then definitely we spend a lot of the time engaging with other businesses that they're targeting. It's just funny I remember when I was like at uni everyone's like no, I remember I used to get in trouble for being on my phone, being on Facebook, or talking in class. And I'm like, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is great. You're <laughs> made for this industry. Perfect. Now to take that uni lecturer. Yeah. Look at you now. Yeah. Let me send you <laughs> what I do. So, Monica, can you give us some examples of things small businesses get wrong when they're um, event planning? Uh, just organization and preparation. Um, over the years, um, so... We host at the Small Business Lounge a monthly networking event. So we do that. We invite about 30 small businesses, uh, business owners into our space. Um, and then I've got clients as well that I do events for. But um, there's just so much preparation. The more prepared you are, the easier it is on the day. And with that, just giving an appropriate time frame to actually advertise the event. So often I see something happens, an event passes, and I'm just like, I didn't even hear about that. Like, bugger, I would have liked to go to that. I just didn't know it, it was happening. So I think the biggest mistake that I see is just lack of preparation um, and lack of giving enough time to actually advertise the event that you're hosting. You are so speaking our language right now. <laughs> <laughs> My mind's full of so many things that people get wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why I said Monica is speaking our language. Our, so our last event that we did in Melbourne, that was huge. Um, we don't have... 
we don't have an audience. We don't have connections. Like I'm from Canada. I don't know a <laughs> single person in Melbourne. So that was really entering a new market, entering a place where I didn't physically go see the venue. I didn't actually know any of the caterers. I had, it was going into this entire experience blind. Um, like doing did, it remotely almost. Like, pretty much. Yeah. That entire event we did remotely. Uh, like had so no there was I'd, no one local that you could no sort of one, touch base with? No, fix there's off. no Perth Girl Boss group. There's no community <laughs> groups to post in. There was like business and heels and it was just a really spammy group. Tried to join every single group I could to try and find some in with Melbourne. Um, luckily, the venue we had it at uh, One Roof Coworking. Um, heard really good things about it. And they were just amazing to work with. Stevie, the venue or event coordinator, um, she was just incredible. So she sent me a list of recommended caterers. Um, but just basically getting everything organized, double, triple checking um, and just having a run sheet. But having like a running live document of where, where we were constantly at um, and just being super prepared saved us. So we were really relaxed on the day. But... So is she the one that helped you choose caterers and... Uh, no, she just recommended. Um, okay. And then we basically called four or five of them. And like prices, they go from like, you know, affordable through all the way up to the high end. And it's, there wasn't really like, there was Instagrams I could look at for photos, but you still don't know the quality. Yeah, because um, you can make things look quite nice in a photo. And still yeah, and exactly. All their staff might be rubbish and the service delivery is no good on the day. Yeah, mm. but everything was great. We had a donut wall come in. Um, just, there was a lot of coordinating. We had about 10 keynote speakers and then a panel of four. And then we had about, we had a coffee cart that was there the whole day. We had a donut wall that came to get set up. We had catering for morning tea and afternoon tea. There is just, yeah, a lot to kind of look after, but basically making sure that every single time anything was added to the agenda, like the name, the contact, everything, like the communication was all recorded onto a run sheet and a running spreadsheet. So we would just basically highlight, you know, red isn't done, green is done and leave notes. Um, and we just did it on a live Google document. So Perfect. anyone else that was working on it could just jump in really easily and be, like update the status of something. So just being prepared and organized. You can't really leave any of that stuff to the last minute. Yeah, meticulous. What mm -hmm. was the event? What was the purpose um, of it? So it was Ignite Small Business. Um, so we, so I was over speaking at the MYLB Partner Connect Conference. Um, so I kind of pitched to my boss, Brooke. I was like, you know, we're already over there. Let's just go over a little bit early and like do a couple workshops. Like we run a lot of workshops here in Perth. They get really good feedback. And then one thing led to another. And next minute we're organizing a full day conference. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, yeah, we could do this. Let's just do it. Like, and it was, I guess, partly brand exposure. So us entering the Melbourne market, we've got a few clients that we already service from Melbourne remotely and Brooke goes over every quarter. Um, the MYB, they've been really, we've worked closely with them as bookkeepers. Um, they're really supportive. So we had a lot of support from them. They sponsored, Bank West sponsored. Um, so just, we had everything oh, kind of in wow. front of us. So we just kind of made it happen <laughs> on top of our normal workload. We're just like, yep, let's just We're do not it. We're doing enough. Let's do yeah, more. Let's yeah, let's just do more. And so um, how did you market that event? Um, and how many people did you get? And yes, tell us the story about, you know, what you put into it and the returns that you got with yeah. funds on seats. Um, so we had about 50. Um, the venue could hold 150. I'm really happy, like 50 was the number. I think we could have done up to 70, but anything after that, we would have needed extra hands and more resources. So with that, really targeted ad campaigns. So we had Matthew Landers, who we flew over from Perth. So he spoke. So every single ad campaign we did, um, we would basically target um, florists, event planners, anyone in that industry, because Matthew Landers is 
a florist. So ad campaigns being like, are you a florist, an event manager, event planner? Do you want to hear how Matthew Landers has now scaled his business absolutely internationally, has academies, um, really, really targeted campaigns. We had someone from HR, so we targeted um, anyone who needed HR advice. We had Josh Reed Jones, who is almost the Julian Pace of Melbourne. So he's into social impact. So every single campaign we ran with his image or his kind of messaging, we would target the people that he was interested in. Um, do you mean, what channels? Do you mean through uh, social media primarily? Yeah, social media. So mostly Facebook ads. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're saying basically the people that were speaking on the panel were part of your marketing Yeah, absolutely. Tool. We, and well, we had to get really creative with it. So, I mean, I didn't know anyone in Melbourne. Brooke had a few contacts, but we really just, it was a whole new market. So because we had access to these 10 speakers that all had their own following, we actually um, engaged every single one of them to do an Instagram takeover. So brilliant. it was, it was, we just had to get creative because you don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on an event. Um, so each one of our speakers, I think we ended up getting five or six of them participate in an Instagram takeover for the day. So what we encouraged them to do is to post on their social media to follow them over on our account. Um, and then again, our followers would probably follow them. So it was, it was kind of a collaborative approach. So we had... How did Matthew... Did Matthew <laughs> Landers go do one of those? So he didn't actually end up doing a takeover for us, but he came in and did a live. So right. we did a live with him on our Facebook and Instagram. So that was really fun. But what was it like? <laughs> we, we all we, we all know him. We've all yeah. worked with him. Yeah. And he is great, great. So funny. <laughs> he's super funny. He's yeah. super... He's polarizing, which yeah. is why people love love watching him and listening to him and... Oh, oh, he was I wet my pants every time. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good on our panel, though. Like on our in his talk, he was just so natural. And he just tells you how it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was definitely really a good. straight shooter. Yeah. yeah. You know where you stand with him. Mm. Sorry. You know where you stand yeah, with him. I know. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Matt, you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's like, don't call me Matt. <laughs> Ooh, I was okay. like, okay, no worries. Good to know Sorry. Everyone, don't call him Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he will tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did an event recently with Matthew. Um, he hosted a, a table. Um, we did Taste 140. We uh, did a series of dinners and lunches that were hosted by people in Perth. Pers- personalities. personalities yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that sound. I hate that word, but I don't know. What else have we got? Yeah, not much. Beaches, sunshine, Perth sunshine, Widges sunshine, beaches, bogans, <laughs> <laughs> beaches and bogans. Yeah, we're hosted by Perth's bitches and bogans. <laughs> so, which category does Matthew fall into for that one? I'm not really sure. Anyway, he rocked up, was hosting this dinner. It sold out in like three minutes. It was crazy. He's just so popular. And um, someone else had done the flowers, and he was like, "Get rid of them." Get rid of them. They're hideous. Get them off my table. Nope, don't want them. Look, I can't even look at them. I can't look at yeah. them. Get rid of them. And so we did. We had to take <laughs> it. Like we whooshed them away. He's like, people are going to just think that I did them. And no, I can't even look. I can't <laughs> even look. No, it's literally, I can't even. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Remove this. And so my team were horrified. They were just, I, I, they hadn't met him before. And so <laughs> they were like, Whoa, okay, what do we do, Tam? Get rid of the flowers. <laughs> Listen to the that man. What you do. Get Hide the flowers. Them. And the flowers were beautiful. They just weren't to his standards. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want him to like have to work and do the floristy for like his own event that he's speaking at. Speaking at. at. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he could have. He could have. Yeah. But we didn't ask him to. And yeah, it was just. But the whole drama of it created some really good stories on Instagram and um, Facebook where we could have this banter. Did and you like, have a oh flower my, gate? 
it was flower gay. Yeah, I was like, I was on my way to the event and I was doing um an Instagram live and I was talking to Cameron and it's like, oh, I've already been ta- told to take the flowers off the table by Busted. Matthew. He's not happy. He's not happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone was in a big flat before our first dinner. <laughs> Great. But it was good. It was like it, it all comes into the marketing of the event because that was the first event in that series and lots of people watched it's that. Good hype and as well. Yeah, they were watching behind the scenes stuff and it was funny. And That's what people want. People want to laugh. People love the like the stuff ups, <laughs> like when things don't go perfect. Yeah, exactly. Or when you've got a diva and you just in town, <laughs> roll with it. That's all you can do. Yeah. And yeah. once I was trying to capture um, a BTS, uh, an event BTS, and I was like pushing a. What is it called? A clothes rack of like coat hangers. And I was like, this is going to be such a wicked BTS. And I just dropped all the hangers at once. And I was like, uh, oops. Yeah, oops. <laughs> Everyone stops and looks at you like, what? It was loud. <laughs> Did you post it as a behind Absolutely. It's one of the highlights in my story. <laughs> <laughs> event Fails. I think Event Fails is probably our most popular podcast that yeah. we put out. It was. People yeah. love hearing us fail. And I think people do like to know that despite all the experiences we have all had mm. we still make mistakes and stuff just happens absolutely but you learn from it just roll with it like when you first start doing things you're just kind of like oh i should have done this i should have done yeah. that and the next time you're just so prepared that it's like oh i can handle whatever exactly yeah. as long as you learn from it i think keep on making those mistakes because it means you're trying new things yeah exactly yeah definitely you're only human some of us <laughs> Um, so we keep talking about Facebook and Instagram. Monica, what do you think um, is the best way to market an event in this super digital world we live in? Um, so definitely social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we started doing our breakfast events, we did go around to all of our local businesses, like a little hand brochure, but it was more of an introduction. Like, hey, I'm Monica from the Small Business Lounge. We're inviting small business owners. It's a great time for you to come come down and see what we're doing. Um, and... Did it that way. Did get a few people um, to help establish that relationship. But otherwise, Facebook, um, particularly if you don't have a huge budget to spend on advertising, Facebook groups. Um, so we've got a really big one here, Perth Girl Bosses. Um, that one I just find is incredible for support. Or if you have an event or you're doing something to just post in there, a lot of people are in that group, um, small like businesses. With the size of that group, do things get lost in it? Or it's still a really efficient, um, uh, effective tool? I think I think it's quite effective. I see the people that I'm kind of connected with anytime they post in there, it always comes up for me. Um, but also we've got Matt Hawthorne, um, small business owners, there's Scarborough Small Business Community. There's other smaller groups. So um, we've got Matt Hawthorne um, Support Local, which is not only the business owners, but also anyone who lives in the area. I'll post in there and it's a lot smaller of a group and that still gets people interested and kind of gets the word out. Um, and then also organic posts so we've had before we've posted on our instagram or done a story about an event and we'll get a ticket right away or definitely paid advertising i just find on facebook you can really get targeted with that and get in front of the people that you want to and do you have a preference but with facebook and instagram or is it dependent on the event that you're doing sometimes one works better than the other or how does that sit with you or you just use use it in tandem I just use kind of both of them I think a little bit more Facebook um, for events because once you create the event you can click attending and then if your friend clicks attending or interested it kind of just shows up on everyone else's timeline mm. that you are interested in an event and it sends you reminders so it's just even if you've got everyone who's clicked interested you can post in the group and they'll get a notification right away so it's really great it's a free platform so, and if you can even invite your friends or anyone else that you think might be interested into it, then it's really easy for that to get the word out about your event that way. Yeah. Good tip. Good tip. What about email campaigns? 
Do you do many of them? Yeah, yeah. So we try not to do too many. Um, Once a month, we send out a monthly newsletter. And at the bottom of our newsletter, we always do upcoming events. So we run about three, four workshops and then one event to two events per month. So we send out definitely our email database that way um we do what's your um conversion rate from sending adms yeah we get a few but i wouldn't say it takes over facebook i wouldn't say <laughs> that at all i find social media still is kind of the biggest one so it's quite interesting too because you could track where your sales on eventbrite come from so a lot of them do i think primarily come from facebook and for a small business owner do you think facebook gives you good bang for your buck in terms of budget definitely yeah, yeah. Because we've talked about it before, I think a lot of businesses are intimidated by Facebook mm. and Instagram, but I think you can get started for as little as like probably $20 and just experiment. Yeah. I mean, if you like spend some time, do some training on Facebook ads, I think the biggest thing I see is people just don't know how to use Facebook yeah. ads and they're not setting up their audiences right and they're just boosting things or putting $20 because like Facebook asks them to. Yeah. Spend a little bit of time either researching or going to an expert or doing a course on how to actually get good at Facebook ads because if you can if you can figure out how to do them, they're incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And Is that something that you do at Small Business yeah, Lunch? Yeah, so we've actually moved to a lot of um, Facebook ad campaigns or a mixed strategy. I just find I mean, now sorry, I mean the... Workshops? The workshops, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we do teach workshops on um, Facebook advertising, Facebook. Um, I just found over the past few years, organic reach on Facebook now is like 1% to 10%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you've got a 1,000 people, <laughs> you know, 10 people might see something that you post about. So putting a little bit of paid advertising behind it. Yeah, um, you almost have to now, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just not going to get seen. Yeah, so, but it is powerful and I, I don't find it, like, in comparison to print or any other advertising avenue, I really find, like, Facebook is just the place to be for bang for your buck. What about Pinterest? I'm I don't use Pinterest. I'm not experienced on it, so um, okay. I'm not an I've expert on ads it. on Pinterest as well. I'm not sure how they you work. Can, Pinterest is a really powerful tool, but yeah. I don't think Australia is using it as much as the US. But no. in the US, they use it a lot to market things, yeah. mm-hmm. especially to put out content like top ten tips on how to do this or how tos. Yeah, absolutely. they're often on Pinterest, and you. So you click on the image, you're attracted by the image and then you go through to the website and you end up buying something and yeah. you don't even realise it. So it was really guilty. Like you end up buying something. <laughs> what did you buy? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think Pinterest is really powerful for retail. Yeah. Retail is what Instagram and has kind of caught up to as well, I yeah. think, with the, I don't know what the official term is, the little shopping bag. Right, tells you Shopify how much it is. I love that. Oh my same. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. I have bought so much off Instagram oh, lately. <laughs> I never go to the physical shops anymore. Who's got, who's got the time? Last time I went though, I was like, I can't even find anything. It, this is exhausting. Yeah. It There's is. too many people. There's I get people sick of everywhere. talking to myself. Do you talk know. to yourself when you're shopping? No. I don't know. <laughs> I have this inner monologue and then I get sick of hearing my own Sorry, voice. Sorry, what's like, your oh. inner monologue? Tam gets out of the car. <laughs> no, this colour might look like, might look nice, but this colour might look better on me. Oh, this is too short. I can't show my legs, and I don't know. Yeah. It just keeps going. And, and the lighting—it's never oh, the same. The when you go home, you can try it on with like if you buy a pair yeah. of jeans, you can try it on with all your tops, and then yeah. you're like, nah, this doesn't work. Or yes, this is amazing. Like I probably need another trip to the optometrist, but I bought these bed sheets the other week <laughs> that I thought were a light lilac. When I got home, they were white. I was like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Should have gone to Specsavers. <laughs> but I was convinced in the shop they looked like a really like light, lilac y blush. And I was like, oh, beautiful. Got the home. Lighting. I was like, These are white. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Again. <laughs> I know. Uh. Yeah, that's not that interesting a story. So, Monica, you, we've talked about this already, but how would you recommend small businesses best market their event on a really small budget? Um, 
I guess just get out there. Talk to people. Even if you're out and you're going to a networking event or you're talking to family and friends, just get out there and start verbalizing it. Just really use every medium that you can that you've got at your exposure to start spreading the word because you don't know the conversation you might have. You might say, you know, I've been thinking about doing this event. This is what the objective is. This is who I want there. And you tell your friends or you go out for dinner or you tell your family. They might tell someone or they might know someone that's interested. So um, you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get the word out about your event, but just start, you know, talking to people about it. Well, that is what social media is at its core, really, isn't yeah. it? It's an amplified version of you talking to your friend and saying, yeah. this product's great, I want to go to this event. Yeah, and use your socials. Get on get on your stories. Do a live. Like, get in front of people mm-hmm. um, because you don't know who's going to see that, who might even tell someone else about it. Do you do lives? I I don't myself. <laughs> I should. I do should. as I say, not as I do. I know. I'm like, every workshop I teach, I'm like, you know, get in front of the camera, get comfortable. And then, like, I, like, look at it. I'm like, I look like a thumb. <laughs> a thumb. I was going to say, I get really worried about how many chins I've got yeah. in those kind of things. That's my problem lately. <laughs> 35 right. chins. The other day, I almost posted I've got to post it. I will post do it. Do it. But I took this photo. Well, my son took this photo of me checking into a hotel, and I was going to caption it, count how many chins Tam has. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do a poll. How many chins does, how many chins do you see? Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that today. <laughs> I think if you can get comfortable with it, I think I, I remember Lana Hill, she was saying that she practiced for a year before she was comfortable and good at it. And now she's just a whiz. Like she hops on camera and she sounds amazing. Looks and amazing. she's so confident. She looks amazing. She's really engaging. And I'm just like, I look at the camera, I'm like, oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I What do, do I say? <laughs> Hi, it's Christelle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, utilize it. Like um, if you are a person in front of people in a conversation, that's the same thing that you're doing when you're using stories or lives or any of those platforms and they're free. Yeah. So. And the best way to connect. Yeah. So if a small business is looking to run an event, whether it be networking or product launching, should they be expecting a return on investment, do you think? You know, or there are other reasons that they'd run an event, yeah, not I mean, just for making I run money. events. I've ran events in the past that I've broken even or we've operated at a loss, um, which sucks because you want to cover your expenses at least. You want to just cover everything that you put into it and you don't put into consideration the like the amount of time. Like there's been events where it's like, okay, our costs are covered, but like also oh, – we spent a lot of time on that. And that's something we talk about all the time that you don't factor in the hours. The human cost. Yeah. Yes. And it's a big one yeah, often. It is. And it's like, you know, you're doing this after work and you're thinking about it and you're in the middle of the night sleeping and like, you're just like, oh, we should do this or we should do that. And it's not like they're work hours. It's just your mind and all of these hours going into it. And you might look at the budget and be like, oh, okay, well, we covered our costs. It's not that bad. Or, you know, maybe sometimes we do make a profit and that's great. Um, but I do also think that it's that brand awareness and it's getting getting in front of your your target audience so um there's been events that yeah I mean our monthly networking event isn't our breakfast that we do it's not the objective is that of that is not to make a profit it's to actually get people into our space and to just start talking with our local business community um and what we find is we get people that come and they come every month or they've been coming for six months and then a year's time they're actually ready to you know amplify their social media or to finally hire a bookkeeper because they've grown to that stage we've developed that relationship with them so it's they're not going to shop around they're going to come to us they don't care what the quote is that we give them but they actually feel really safe trusted they feel like they know us and it's hard to measure, okay, well, there wasn't a direct conversion because we did this event, so we got X amount of clients. But you do start to notice that six months down the road, people 
already know you. They feel comfortable with you. They come into your space and they're like, great, I can't wait to work with you. It's that relationship is already there. And I don't, I don't know how you could really put a price on that. I also think people are going to sit there and listen to other clients of yours and they're reinforcing and endorsing your products and services as well. Yeah. So when you do come to that time where you need a bookkeeper and you think, okay, I'm going to go with the small business lounge, the people in your network that you've met at something like The Breakfast are already endorsing it and saying, yep, this is what I pay, this is what I get out of it and it's a really good service and you can ask them a lot of questions and it's that building of community that gives you that sense of safety as well yeah 100 percent. and it's like um we always do an introduction so it's like it's really cute because sometimes you see like a graphic designer might see someone in web and then all of a sudden they can connect and then we get a different speaker in every month um which is we're just so lucky we haven't actually paid for a speaker yet people actually volunteer because they want to get in front of our audience and tell people their industry knowledge so it's just such a great collaborative approach and yeah it's you can see a lot of benefits come from it, but I wouldn't say that you can put like a monetary direct conversion rate on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people can apply that to their own businesses. And when they, that um, building of community, when you have people in the room that are networking with one another and they always relate back to your product or back to your event that introduced them, that's always a beautiful thing as well. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. I've met some people before and the first time I met them, I was like, oh, do you remember I met you here at this event? And like you always think of that event where you've connected with someone new. Exactly. Yeah. That's why events are great, people. And they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I've seen like a massive shift in the past few years from no human interaction and no sense of community. Now we're back on sort of like the what's the word, like the old kind of the old days. What am I saying? Yeah. I haven't finished my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old concepts but supported by new age Thank digital you, technology. Melissa. <laughs> yeah, or well you build that con- yeah. community online and then you actually go and meet yeah. them IRL. Oh, What? Ah. In real life. And <laughs> well, that's like then you properly um, connect. Like that Perth Girl Bosses group, even those buy nothing groups, a lot of it is more about community. Like, yes, you're getting rid of something that you normally throw in the bin, but I think people just genuinely want to know who their neighbour is now. Yeah, want and to connect. No one used to be like that. And you want to know that it's going to a good home. Absolutely. I would give stuff away if I knew it wasn't going to just someone who was going to sell it on Gumtree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because you couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> We put a whole lot of stuff on Verge Collection yesterday. It, was, it went so quickly. Yeah. My, Sometimes the last orange lumpy is gone. You know my orange lumpies? The, the velvet, <laughs> oh, the yeah, orange yeah. velvet couches. <laughs> got these retro 70s velvet lounges and I had four of them and they've been depleting over the years since I, since I moved out of home, so 25 years oh. ago. <laughs> wow. The last orange lumpy got put on Verge Collection the other day and I don't know where it went. I should have put it on Buy Nothing. should have. Yeah. Even, like, mm. Just... Well, people drive around for the rest of but your life. Yes. <laughs> people drive around and love Verge Collection. They do. Yeah. So it's probably gone to somebody who yeah. needs it. It's a thing. Or like, they're selling it on yeah. Gumtree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, if anyone sees an orange lumpy on Gumtree, let us know. Yeah. Get in contact. I reckon it'd be worth a good 50 bucks. That's right. right. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. yeah. Fair. And I then it's picked up right away. Like out of your... Gone. It's gone. <laughs> What's <clears> the best <throat> event that you've ever been to? Mm. Ooh. Take time. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm such a sucker for like little gimmicks. I haven't actually been to like, I wouldn't pinpoint one that I think is like the best, but there's been things at events that I've like actually been like, whoa, that is so cool. Um, so we did a website for Michelle Marsh. She was on Married at First Sight oh, yeah. a uh, few yeah. years ago. Um, so we did a website for her and then Marsh contractors, they were having a launch. So that was just like, 
a little bit like I walked in and there was this like lady absolutely like sparkling green and she had this dress on that like came out like this and there was champagne flutes in uh, her dress yes. yep. and she was like walking around dancing so like you walked in and you're already like whoa and then there was like just this massive donut wall massive like big food kind of like grazing platter and drinks and everything and the entire thing was just really like lush like you just kind of felt like whoa 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 <laughs> this is also fancy but cool <laughs> excellent um so I think like I did like that kind of wow factor something that's different um I don't really like like anything that's too standard or too crisp or awkward just anything that kind of interacts with the room or gets gets people kind of moving or talking or talking to one another so that for example is a really good centerpiece of something really impressive it really like to put together it was just one lady dressed up in glitter but had this I don't know champagne dress thing but she was just walking around engaging with the room and all of a sudden it was just like it blew my mind when really great photo op yeah great photo op like everyone pulls out their phone takes like a little bit of like an insta story you can go up to her and like pick a champagne off her dress and she's very like Mm -hmm. arms waving all over the place and that for me just gave me that wow factor so now every time I think back of that event that was the first thing I saw when I walked in the door and then you know big donut wall and like everything else the rest of the event was basically just like a networking mingling Mm -hmm. night but it really gave me that wow factor that I remember back to it. That would have been mannequins in motion I think that did that we've worked with them a lot yeah but she's amazing she has so many different looks what was it was it you guys that went to an event Oh, no, it was an Eagles event that they had recently and she did um, bronze. She got everyone to look like a bronze statue, like a football statue. So they're all bronzed out and they looked like the um, Nikki Wimmer. So they all look like Nikki Wimmer statues but in different positions. It's amazing what they can do and it is a big wow factor. Yeah, yeah it's cool. really cool. And when they've got champagne. I was like, where can I buy this champagne dress yeah. from? I know. I yes. for a friend. I'm yeah. surprised she could walk around, to be honest. She must have been click, moving click. slowly. I know. And, like, the weight of that. Like, she would have been carrying, like, bottles of alcohol <laughs> on her. How do you top it up? Like, she's got up to the bar. The skirt was on wheels, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We did it. We used that one um, for cupcakes recently at another event. So, the ki- it was a kid's event. So, yeah. it was, her dress was full of cupcakes. What? And they came and got the cupcakes. Or was it donuts? I think it's it donuts. <laughs> I don't know, but it's know. it's it's cool. Like that's yep. just something wow and something just a little bit extra that just makes it really memorable. And it sets it, it apart from other events of the same kind yeah. of genre yeah. you go to because yeah. you remember the girl in the champagne dress. And you do a few networking events for PBN. So do you? How do you how do you zhuzh those up and make them less than standard? Um, I don't know. I just throw ideas at Duck and he thinks about them and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the progressive dinner that you had recently. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. You know, I don't even know how we think about it. Like, so I'll see something on Instagram or, you know, we'll pick, we like to pick really new venues, but then we like to think, the biggest thing I think with that is the entire point of these networking events is for people to meet each other, but really to encourage them to have in-depth conversations. So always to, we really get, we're really careful with seating. So we make sure that um, we send out a survey before if there's anyone that you really want to connect with in the group, Um, we'll seat people together, but make it so that I'm always thinking, how can we get people to talk and interact with each other and engage with each other and kind of break down that barrier of it being cold and, awkward because mm. networking can be very awkward mm-hmm. and very um, surface and very surface and very chit chat so i um, just constantly being creative of like what can we give people to kind of let that barrier down and give them something to talk about um, so whether it's a topic or whether we did this progressive dinner where 
We had three venues. Um, we had a guide take us and tell us about the city as we walked, but that gave everybody the opportunity. At the very first venue, it was up, stand up, um, canopy style. They had an entree there, um, a, a drink there, and then we walked through the town. So as you're walking, you had about 15 minutes between venues where you'd end up walking beside someone new. And then at dinner, you sat down and there were six people around the table. So you sat with six different people, but then you had another 15 minute walk. And then once we got to our third venue for dessert, the entire night, basically the group of 30 of us, they had an opportunity to casually walk, talk, connect. They had an hour basically at each venue to have enough time to actually form conversation and spend time with one another. And that was, yeah, it was really successful. Everybody really loved it. All of the venues did amazing food. Um, So we went to... Abalouse? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Andalus? Andalus, yeah. So we went there for our entree. Then Centennial? Centennial? Yeah. Oh, they had such good food. I had the salmon. I was like, oh my God, I need to come back here for dinner. And then to Print Hall for dessert. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, we get really, we try to get really creative and we try to really find venues um, and we really challenge them. Like we really say like look we're bringing 30 of Perth's best we expect service to be the best and like we just were really cutthroat with our communication with our venues because we're like everything needs to run like amazing um so we've had really really amazing venues that we've worked with and our venues our last event we did at the new key hotel Mm -hmm. up on the rooftop there it's like the food they did these amazing platters for us um we had a panel discussion and then we had desserts but the venue manager there was just incredible like so incredible with the service we had the entire venue booked out to ourselves, and from there he messaged me or called me the next day and he's like I've had three Christmas bookings already just from your group coming wow so fantastic yeah so good for them and did they sponsor it they should have (laughs) I know but it was just yeah it was really ask for kickbacks yeah I know come on come on I'll keep keep bringing people here but yeah what I like is that both of the events you mentioned included dessert. Yes. <laughs> That's all I heard. Dessert. Always. <laughs> yeah. When our next one we're doing at the Alex Hotel on the rooftop there. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. You have yeah. to come down to Iva Styles. I'm you coming to the launch. Is yeah, that awesome. you guys doing it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're launching it. It's a really cool, fresh, um, yeah, fun space. Lots of colour. They've got two meeting rooms in there. Oh, cool. Good for, yeah, good yeah. for you guys. Yeah. You can do private dining in one of them. Yeah. Actually, either of them. Yeah, we're doing reviews. Oh, we're doing the Ritz Carlton too, our yeah, final perfect. PBN event. Um, oh, I might it come to that one. Yeah, come definitely come. Um, so we're gonna do like super posh and super lush. So, Put on the yeah. Ritz. Last year we um we did our final event at Mandian, the winery. Beautiful. Um, and then we had an option that you could drive out or you could take the bus. But we surprised anyone who went for the bus option and picked them up in a limo. <laughs> Nice. So it just added that extra wow factor. And then everyone got out and it was just like such a beautiful afternoon in the garden. So, yeah, they're all, each event that we do for PBN is very memorable and very unique. I'm going to have to go. Yeah, got to come. So, Mon, have you got any pearls of wisdom for us before we go today? My pearls of wisdom are just do it. Just get out there and do it. Um, It's not going to be perfect the first time. So, if you're a business and you're thinking, I really need to like run an event. Part of my marketing strategy, I want to invent cl- invite clients and or potential clients into my space and maybe you don't know where to start, just do it. Like it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to go and get the cupcake lady walking <laughs> around. Um, honestly, tr- set up an Eventbrite, call it a seminar 
um, just think of any way you could add value to um, anyone that you're inviting in and what you're trying to achieve and just do it. It's probably going to be horrible the first time. It's super stressful and you're going to be freaking out. Um, but the second time you do it, the third time you do it, um, it's going to be a lot easier. And I really think that you'd see some benefits from it. Totally. Great. Yeah. Enjoy. Jump in the deep end and learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And listen to the podcast. That will give yeah. you some good starting points. <laughs> yeah. Good one, Mel. Um, is there anything that you'd like to ask us? Yeah. Um, I guess, was event management always something that you guys wanted to do? Or was it something that you kind of fell into? Or what kind of sparked you to go into the industry? For me, I wrote down a list of things that I loved about working, like my dream job, a list of my dream job. And I wrote down my job from hell. <laughs> and when I, when I looked at those factors on a, on a page, it came out with event management. It was meeting people, different people every day, doing different things, having creativity, not having set working hours, or you do have set working hours and then you do 10,000 on top of that. Um, And so I just recognised that events was, it was always something I loved anyway. I had birthday party every single year. God bless my mum. From when I was one year old and I just loved, I lived for the party. So I always love interacting with people, organising, put those skills together and it came out with event management. And so then I went, okay, well, I'm just going to look for a full-time job in it. Because I'd always dabbled in it in, it, in hotels anyway when I was in ho- hotel management. So I always was involved in events, but indirectly. Yeah. So when I figured that out, I went, okay, events is where I'm going to be. So I applied for a job at the Dockers and it went from there. Wow, awesome. For me. Yeah. Well, I was always um, a very bossy child and <laughs> liked organising everybody. What? So. <laughs> It'll come as no surprise to people. So I've always, same as Tam, I've always loved birthday parties. I've loved going and organising. And I'm, I have always been the one who organised family dinners and all that sort of stuff. So love talking to people, interacting. I ended up doing advertising and PR at uni. And Bob's your uncle. Oh, <laughs> wow. What a fresh saying, Melissa. Yeah. Someone gave you a job. I'm so old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually quite different to Tam and Mel in that I fell into events. So my background was in marketing and comms and that kind of thing. And I worked indirectly on a lot of corporate events. And then I think I've always been naturally quite organised. And then I just fell into it because like Mel, I am quite bossy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just naturally would go to into a situation and be like, well, why is that there? Why is that? This is all wrong. Let yeah. me do it. We should rephrase it. Assertive. Yes. Assertive. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's and just creative. And yeah. there's an amazing feeling when you've put all this work in and then you watch it happen and then it finishes and you're just like, I did that. Wow. Yeah. And they're all happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the accolades. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast. If you want to get into events, you truly have to love it because oh, yeah. it's hard work. It's not everyone thinks it's glamorous. You ain't gonna be rolling in money. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, probably 2% of it is glamorous, I have to say. The other 95% is sweeping the um, veranda. 97. Yeah, <laughs> 98. Guys, it's, a Saturday, it's a Saturday morning. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mel's meant to be the one that's good at maths too. I know. <laughs> How do you even do budgets? I am good at maths, guys. She actually is. I ask her all my maths questions at work. <laughs> mm, clearly. Anyway, whatever's left is a lot yeah. of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was 3%. Crippling over, yes. healing over, yes. in pain, Passing rocking yourself in the corner. Yeah. There's a lot of cries internally in events. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, thank you so much for joining us, Monica. We've really enjoyed having you on the show in the green room. 
Thank you for Thank having you. me. Absolutely. <laughs> Make fun. sure all the Small Business Lounge people are subscribing to BTC. I'll definitely share. On iTunes and Spotify. Woo-hoo. And leave us a review if you like what you heard. <laughs> and none if you didn't. And follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And LinkedIn. <laughs> and Pinterest. <laughs> we don't have Pinterest. And Twitter. <laughs> oh, Twitter. We don't have Twitter, Twitter either. Is, Twitter's hard. Google Plus. <laughs> all those Anywho. things. Anywho. <laughs> Bye. We're out Bye. next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Wachinski. Wachinski? Wachinski. Close enough. Wachinski. 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 Wachinski.